0: This is a red balloon. It's true, it's red, we all know our colors. The absolute truth is that this balloon is red.
1: No it's not, that's green. What? This right here is a green balloon.
0: That no. is the prettiest yellow balloon. Yellow? This is red. Yeah, Come over here.
1: No, it's green. It's red!
0: Yeah, I know, it's a red balloon.
1: Hey, will you look at it from my point of view, please? What? Hey, nice blue balloon. Blue. It's
0: green! Green? It's red. What?
1: Why are you saying it's red when it's blue? Huh?
0: It's what? totally purple from here! Purple? Okay, you know what? Let's just settle this once and for all, okay? Well, where are you going? Hey, what color is this balloon?
1: I only see in black and white. Oh.
0: Okay. Hey, Mark, what color... There
1: is no balloon.
0: This is ridiculous!
1: Hey, I know what the problem is. Look, uh, my mom taught me that this was blue. But, um, you know, then she said this is red and green, yellow, you know, and on and on.
0: (laughs) Okay, I get that your mom taught you that that was blue, but, I mean, that's not the truth.
1: Whoa, why are you talking bad about his mom? Yeah. I'm not. Listen, I respect your mother. Thank you. And the way she raised you. She taught you that it was blue. Our moms taught us that it was red. That's the way it goes. I thought you said it was green. It is green. See, I'm smart. I went to college. (laughs) And in college, I learned all these different (laughs) theories about color. Really? And my color professors who have doctorates in color... Do you have a doctorate in color? Uh, no. It shows. Okay. (laughs) They can't even agree on one theory of color, so you have to look at all the different theories and pick which one works best for you. And green is great for me. That makes sense. Thank you.
0: No, you can't just pick whatever color fits your life the best. Red is red.
1: Okay, do you know the word intolerant? (laughs) Yeah. Because that's what you're being right now. Alright, you're shoving your opinion down my throat.
0: (laughs) Okay, it's not my opinion, it's the truth.
1: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. All we're saying is that we need to stop arguing about trivial things. Like truth.
0: You know, the funny thing about truth is, it's true. Whether you believe it or not. This...
1: So good, we could hear it again. Love that show, by the way. Quick story on the hat. So when I was a took began in ministry in, in my church in Georgetown, there was this family, Champ and Dorothy Barnes, and they were in their seventies at the time. And, and when I I started part time, when I kind of took the full time job over, they were one of my biggest supporters, and were always there. You know, had no had no. I mean, they they had great grandchildren at that point. None of them were in the youth group. But any time we would do a youth thing, they would show up and they would be part. Well, everything that happened, happened. And I was about a month to go, and Champ pulls me aside after one Sunday and says, I want to give you this hat. And I go, well, thank you very much, Champ. I appreciate that. He goes, my hat gave me, my dad gave me this hat in the 40s. He goes, I wanted to give it to you. He goes, I just, I just really appreciate you, appreciate so much the work that you've done. And this is just my way of saying thank you. So We moved. About a month later, he passed away, and so this hat is very important. So this is, a, this is a legitimate fedora from the 40s. This isn't one of those store-bought ones that you get at, like, Target. And so for those of you that didn't like the hat, I hope you feel bad now. <laughs> so, what is truth? It is a question that has been asked by everybody from Pontius Pilate, who asked Jesus that exact question to Fox Mulder who was convinced that it was out there somewhere. It's a question that many of us in this room this morning have, have found ourselves pondering at least once or twice over the past few years. The pursuit of truth has led to many discoveries in science, in medicine, in technology, in education, in engineering, and so forth. The pursuit of truth has impacted many of us I believe in a positive way. But I also believe that the pursuit of truth has been the cause of much heartache and pain as well. Many conflicts have been started because of a misunderstanding of what the truth is. One of the reasons for this can be inferred from the question, what is truth? What is it? If you look up in the dictionary, there are seven definitions for the word truth. So when I say the word truth, you could be thinking about one of those seven definitions. To further complicate things, there are two major types of truth that we as believers face. Absolute truth and relative truth. Absolute truth is defined as an unaltered idea or an inflexible reality. A better way to think of it is truth without condition or emotion. For example, round is round, square is square, and round will never be square. That is truth. That is absolute truth. God's truth is absolute. His absolute truth is not dependent on my belief. Truth is truth whether I believe it to be true or not. And if I don't believe it to be true, I must pursue it, think about it, research it, pray about it, and discover it until I believe it's true. But that's the beauty of absolute truth is it doesn't change because I don't believe it. Relative truth, however, is a little bit of a trickier beast. Relative truth can best be described as situational truth. Relative truth tells us that whatever is true for you is true. Whatever is true for me is true. And as long as your truth doesn't interfere with my truth, everything is okay. Whether the truth is correct or not is absolutely irrelevant and has nothing to do with it. Because it's my truth anyways. So why do you care if it's right or not? Relative truth can be impacted by things like age, emotion, experience, and the situation you find yourself in. Things you thought were true as a kid, you find out later aren't true. And things you realize weren't true as a kid, you discover later are true. That all has to do with experience, situation, things like that. Relative truth, relatively speaking, gives me a chance to live any way that I see fit, as long as I can claim it as a personal truth. If I don't believe something is true, Relative truth gives me the opportunity to change my belief. Humans seem to operate well within the realm of relative truth. We love relative truth as human beings, especially as Americans. However, you may not realize it because the term relative truth is not used a whole lot anymore. We may be more familiar with the term in today's context, tolerance. Tolerance. I see bells kind of going off. Right? Everybody's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. We don't get enough of tolerance today, do we? It is being forced down our throats. We are told that as good Americans, we need to be tolerant of all the beliefs of all of society. After all, it is one of the freedoms laid out by our founding fathers. You, lo- you learned this one at school, right? The freedom to do whatever I think is right. Isn't that one of the freedoms laid out in the Constitution? I don't think so. The problem is that, as a Christian, we are called to live under the absolute truth of God. The Bible tells us over and over again to avoid anything that goes against His truth. Society tells us that tolerance is the law of the land. So then, how are we supposed to live our lives? If the Bible says one thing, society says another, what are we supposed to do? I want to park our car this morning on this whole idea of truth versus tolerance, because I think it is a critical juncture for us as Christians in America. We both collectively as a body body and as individuals need to pursue those things which God lays out in the Bible as being truth. And we need to set aside the things that are not necessarily right, but tolerated by culture. So over the last six months or so, God has really, to be honest, he's really wrecked me on this one. And this is probably the hardest message he's ever asked me to give. But I also believe it's one of the most relevant that he's ever asked me to give. It has punched me in the gut of my understanding, of my emotions, and of my pursuits. And so before we continue any further, I really feel the need to pray and just have the Lord open up our spirits to this. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I want to thank you, Father, for this opportunity that you have laid, not only before me, but for those who are listening to this right now. God, I believe with all my heart and all my soul, as I've been praying and preparing for this message now, that you are calling your people to stand up. And you are asking them to stand up for what is true. And for what is right, laid out by you, not by what our government or what our society says. And so, Father, I ask right now that you open our hearts and open our spirits. God, these are not my words. These are yours. I did the best that I could to, to portray these in a way in which we would understand, God. But this has come from you. So, Father, I ask that you give them understanding that I can't. I ask them that you give them wisdom that I can't. And I ask that in replacement of my words that you use your spirit to speak to them. Is in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen. To fully understand where we're at and to be able to fully pursue the truth of God, I want us to compare the difference between truth and tolerance and relative truth. Number one, tolerance is easy, truth is hard. Tolerance is easy, truth is hard. Living a life of complete tolerance creates a very easy life for us. It is easy to accept everyone's beliefs as your own. You don't have to interfere in their lives, right? They don't interfere in yours. And even though I may not agree with them, it is not really my place to tell them what's true anyway. Right? That's easy. We can all do that. It's not my place to judge. Not my place to cast judgment or tell them they're wrong. We just live our lives separately and, and everything's okay. In a cultural setting, it plays out like this. Society determines that something is acceptable. Whatever they've determined is acceptable, they they determine it. People then adjust their lives according to that which is acceptable in society. Complete tolerance means keeping quiet. Complete tolerance means turning a blind eye. It means like I kind of know that's wrong, but I'm going to pretend it's not going on because that's for me. Complete tolerance means keeping my truth to myself. Complete tolerance in the grand scheme of things is really, 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 really easy. Keeps me out of spotlight, keeps my life going the way it's going. Why are we going to rock the boat? You know, the government knows what they're doing, right? The truth of God, aka the absolute truth, as we established, is really hard. Truth more often than not looks quite different than what is accepted by society. Truth will get you noticed. Truth will set you apart from society. Truth might get you thrown in jail for your beliefs. Truth will challenge us to the core of who we are and who we, think we are and who we think we want to be. Living a life of truth is the most difficult thing you will ever attempt in your lifetime to live a life of complete truth. Matthew lays out this whole idea of truth very eloquently in Matthew seven fourteen. But the gate is narrow and the way is difficult that leads to life, and there are few who find it. Right, thanks, Matthew. Couldn't you tell us it's a little bit easier than that? Right. The gate is narrow. In our pursuit of all things true, we quickly discover how accurate that statement actually is. Pursuing truth quickly shines the light on all of the areas of darkness in our lives, right? We can't pursue truth if we're not living truth ourselves. And the minute we step through that gate to pursue a life of truth, we begin to realize, holy cow, I have all this area of darkness in my life. Because the light of truth begins to shine into that darkness. And I think for many of us, that's one of the reasons that a lot of times we don't pursue it because I don't want to know what I'm doing wrong, and I don't know that what I believe is actually wrong. So if I just don't pursue it, and I just kind of accept what society believes, then everything's easier for me, personally. Absolute truth makes us uncomfortable and makes us realize that we are not actually living the life of truth like we thought we were, or living the life that we're telling everybody that we're living. And once we start to pursue truth, we begin to realize that. You know, we have four guys who are at, at... Trace Dias this weekend, and I've been through something similar. I've been to walk to Emmaus, which is basically the same thing. And through that whole three days, they really kind of push this concept, right? You begin to realize all the areas of darkness in your life and what the truth, God's word actually says. And then you have to reconcile that. And so it's kind of an awesome thing. So if you haven't done that, I want to strongly encourage you to do something like that. Tolerance allows us to function unseen and unheard among society. Truth makes us shine like a spotlight in the dark world. Tolerance is a superhighway that leads to the path of destruction. Truth is a narrow path through a little tiny gate, and it's probably covered in thorns, but that's the path that leads to life. The truth is out there. Will you tolerate the journey to find it? If you turn on the TV, read a newspaper, get on the internet, listen to the radio, There seems to be a common thread in the narrative that you hear. It sounds a little bit like this. If we would all just accept each other and mind our own business, the world would be a better place to live, right? If we just accepted what I believe and I accept what you believe, everything would be fine and the world would be a better place. Quit judging, start accepting, and get on with your life. Standing up to society brings trouble upon you. Just conform and all will be well. If you act and believe according to society, you will look like society and you will become a card-carrying member of the modern age. Right? And you'll fit right in and everything will be great and all your dreams will come true. Just accept what everybody believes. Seeking truth goes against in many ways this idea. As we seek out the absolute truth of God's word, we begin to see some inconsistencies with the way that society operates. Pursuing truth opens our eyes to those inconsistencies, but even more so than that, like I said before, it opens the eyes to the inconsistencies in our lives. The constant pursuit of truth leads us to a second conclusion. Tolerance conforms while the truth confirms. Tolerance conforms, the truth confirms. The dictionary tells us that to conform means to act in accordance with the prevailing standards, attitudes, and practices of society. Basically, to conform, you look like society. You look and act and talk like society does. That's what conforming looks like. This is the heart of the matter regarding this whole idea of relative truth, a.k.a. tolerance. Accepting what society is doing. Whatever it, whether it is right or not, is completely irrelevant. To conform to the attitudes of society, we must set aside and look past what we believe is true. We can't conform if we believe that what they're doing is not true. So we have to set that aside and conform. We have to accept it at face value. We have to, in essence, go against what the truth tells us about a situation, and we have to accept that situation as our new truth. Tolerance to me, creates backwards thinking. To conform to the attitude of society, we must be tolerant of all that goes on in society. Tolerance brings harmony. When we all think and act, we all live in harmony. Sounds like utopia, right? We, all, we can all just live in harmony and everything's great. We all get along and why, why aren't we doing that? Truth does not work that way truth kind of comes up and kicks harmony in the face right truth does not conform to the attitudes of society truth goes against the standards which have been set forth by society society thing is being okay truth is specific and narrow minded to me tolerance is confusing and quite honestly unsteady and for those of us who live in the truth, we're told all the time, well, you're narrow-minded and you're not educated because educated people actually will accept everybody's beliefs. And I'm not sure how that is, actually. but The truth is opposite. The truth confirms life. Definitions of confirm is to add strength to. I like that idea, right? This truth adds strength to our lives. When we seek out the absolute truth, when we're living the absolute truth, it strengthens the foundations. I got all sorts of stuff going on here, don't I? Here, I'm going to stand up. How's that? While the idea of tolerance seems to change like the waves against a sandy beach, God's absolute truth is steady and stable, and it never changes. What does the truth confirm? The absolute truth confirms who Jesus is, The absolute truth confirms who we are in regards to that. The absolute truth confirms what God thinks about us. truth confirms our standing in the kingdom of God. The Bible puts it like this in John 17, verse 17. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. And this is chapter 17 of John is when Jesus has already left the gardens before he's going to get arrested. He's saying this prayer to God. And he's talking to God on behalf of us. He's saying, God, protect my people. I've done what I can do. Now protect them. And part of this is he wants us to be sanctified in the truth. And the word of God is truth. To sanctify, if you're wondering, means to be set apart. That's all that sanctify means. It means you're you're set apart from something else that's not sanctified. Jesus tells us many times in many different ways that we are different. He uses the word we are chosen people, we are a chosen nation, we are sanctified. That all means that we're different than society. We are unique and we are special. In the search for absolute truth, we begin to understand these ideas about our lives. The truth of God confirms in our hearts and in our spirits that we are indeed called to something different and something better than what society is calling us to. The truth confirms that whole idea of conforming to society does not actually bring utopia. But in all actuality, it brings death. Death to individuality. Death to purpose. Death to what is right. Death to our unique standing in Jesus Christ. The truth is out there. Will you seek to confirm it? Have you ever noticed how easy it is how easy it is to know how, what society wants us to think? You just turn on the TV, right? And they'll tell you what they want us to think. They, they'll tell you what they want you to pursue. They, they'll tell you what they want you to believe. What things they want you to stand up for and what things they don't want you to stand up for. I find it interesting, though, that what society says we cannot think about or how we should not act right I find that fascinating that they tell me who's an individual that you can't act that way and you can't think that way I don't like anybody telling me what to do by the way <laughs> there's a bunch of you in here like that I know that but I'll keep them quiet <laughs> in other words we don't really need to work very hard to know the attitudes of society right you just get up and you're going to know Tolerance is all around us. There is an oversaturation of this whole idea of tolerance, like I said, relative truth. It becomes easier and easier to accept because it is constantly and continuously in front of us. All you ever see is that. All it's ever talked about is that. All that's ever discussed is that. It is no surprise that absolute truth is falling victim to relative truth as the guidepost of people's lives. The truth is out there, but it's going to require some effort to find it. If you rely on worldly resources, the truth is drowned out in fantasy and tolerance. If you expect a world who thrives on relative truth to show us absolute truth, you're mistaken. And admittedly, I've done this one as, as well, right? We're really seeking out truth, so we go to society to figure out what it is. And then we wonder and get frustrated why we haven't found it. Because we're relying on somebody who doesn't know what absolute truth is. Right? It'd be like asking a blind person to describe red to you. Can they do it? They can't do it. They've never seen red. But that's what we do. We ask a blind person to describe red to us. In our quest for truth, we must be passionate about the truth. Our passion for truth requires action. So thirdly, we must passionately pursue the truth. To find the truth, we must look for it, right? You cannot find something that you do not look for. If I lose my keys, I'm not going to find my keys if I don't look for my keys. And if you're in <laughs> Doug's case, you look for if you actually didn't lose. But that's another story for another time. <laughs> Same thing with the truth. I cannot find the truth if I'm not looking for the truth, if I'm not pursuing the truth, if I'm not chase, chasing after the truth. I can't find it. The more I look for the truth, the more I know the truth, and the more I begin to reject those things which are not true. I slowly begin to look for the relative truths and, the, and all those things around me. Can't live a truth when we know what the real truth is, right? It's really difficult to live something that's not true when you know the full truth. Pursuing truth also opens us up to the truth of God's love and overwhelming blessing in our lives. The Bible puts it this way, Matthew 7, verses 7 through 8. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. So, the first question I have right now this morning, guys, is do you really want to know what the truth is? And you have to answer that question yourself. But according to this verse, if you want to know what the truth is, ask God, and He will tell you what the truth is. Do you want to know what. Seek out God, and He'll tell you what's absolute. If you ask, you will receive, and if you seek, you will find it. We don't live by the truth because we don't pursue the truth. Plain and simple. It's easier to pursue what society says, so that's what we do. It's a lot harder to go against that and pursue truth on our own. Society would love to tell you what to think, what to believe, how to act, how to act to others, What to pursue, so on and so forth. Society does not know the truth, nor does it ever desire to know the truth. Society does not want you knowing the truth, because then you are no longer what? Controllable. If you know the truth, they can't control you anymore. And the society then begins to arrest people who they can't control. And they begin to shun people that they can't control. And they begin to call people intolerant that they can't control. But that's what they want. They want to be able to control you and be able to control, control me. Tolerance is about control. Absolute truth is about freedom. The truth is out there. Will you tolerate the pursuit of it? To wrap this whole conversation up in a pretty little bow with some nice wrapping and something that I can't do, but my wife can, I feel we need to put some real-world meat to the bone. What does absolute truth versus relative truth, a.k.a. tolerance, actually look like in the world? One way to think about this whole idea is that those things that are accepted by the world would be considered relative truth. And those things that are right according to the Bible would be absolute truth. That which is accepted is not always that which is right. And I think that's the thing that the Lord has driven home in my heart over the last six months. That which is accepted is not always that which is right. So some examples. Society tells us that we can be Christian as long as we keep it inside the walls of our church or the walls of our home. It's okay to believe in Jesus, but keep it in your home. It's okay to believe in Jesus, but keep it at New Life Church. Don't bring it outside the walls. The truth, according to God through the book of Matthew, tells us to go teach and preach to all the nations of the world. Can we preach to nations of the world in our homes? Can we preach to the nations of the world in this building? That's tolerance versus truth. Next one, society tells us that if we do not feel like providing for ourselves, the government will do it for us. The Bible tells us in 2 Thessalonians 3 that if you are not willing to work, you should not eat. I know there are people with legitimate needs, but I firmly believe, and I believe the Bible tells us this, that it's our job as Christians to take care of those who need it. It's not the job of the government. It's my job. If I see somebody hungry, I should feed them. If I see somebody needy, I should feed them. That's why the hymn ministry started. That's why the, the clothing ministry started. That's not how society thinks so, right? I read an article yesterday on a lady who's been on welfare for 12 years. And every time she's about to run out of welfare, she has another child. So she can continue on welfare. That's what society says is Okay. Society has decided what is and what is not life. The Bible says very clearly that every life was thought of and put together before the world began and that every life is precious. It's not up to the society to decide what life is or when life is. It's up to the truth of God. Society has redefined marriage to be between two people. The truth of God's word tells us that the sanctity of marriage laid down by God is between one man and one woman. Tolerance versus truth. Starbucks has now said that if we openly advocate for traditional marriage, they will not serve people. I actually read that, and they've actually the, the head of the company actually came out and said that that we will not actively serve people who believe in traditional marriage because it's intolerant and honestly, they're just stupid. That's what the world thinks. Society tells us that if it feels good, it must be okay. The truth of God's word tells us to refrain from worldly desires. Society tells us that being pure for marriage is a thing of the past and something that is not possible anymore in modern-day society. Society says living together is okay, right? It's all fine. How are, you, how are you know you're going to be ready for marriage if you don't live with a bunch of people? That's society's attitude. The Bible, the truth of God's word, tells us something completely different. The truth tells us that sex is designed to be enjoyed within the bounds of marriage. The Bible tells us that you come together as man and wife. You live together after you're married and after you've committed to each other. That's not what society says. Society tells us that our children should learn all the ways of the world. That's why they're getting sex education at eight and nine years old. Because they should learn all the ways of the world. I have a 10-year-old, 12-year-old, and 14-year-old daughter. The world says my 14-year-old should know everything about sex that adults know because she's 14, which just, you know, we won't go there. (laughs) The Bible tells us that children should live the ways of the Lord. My 14-year-old daughter should know what God thinks, not what the world thinks. And finally, society praises those who praise themselves. They lift up those who lift up themselves. They put on a pedestal those who worship themselves. The truth says, praise the one who is worthy. And there's only one who is worthy. And that is God. So each and every one of us, guys, has a choice to make this morning. Are we going to live a life that is acceptable? Or are we going to live a life that is right? Which truth are you willing to choose? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I want to thank you, Father, for the strength to get through this. Like I said, this is one of the hardest things I've ever had to study on and one of the hardest things I've ever had to preach on. And and if we're honest with each other, God, it's probably one of the hardest things any one of us in this room have had to think about. Because, Father, I will say with my mouth that I want to pursue truth, but my life looks different. Sometimes I fall into the trap of of this whole idea of tolerance over relative truth because it's easier. Because I don't want to stand out. I don't want to be different. I don't want to be persecuted. I don't want to be all these things that are going to happen if we stand up for truth, God. And so, Father, I ask right now this morning that you convict me and convict others in this room who are like that. Because God, there will come that day when we have to stand up for what is true. And Father, I believe that time is now. I believe in this country, your church has gone asleep for way too long. And because of that, the the ideas of marriage have been twisted. The ideas of life have been twisted. The ideas of providing for yourself and others have been twisted. And Father, I ask for forgiveness for that. So, Lord God, I ask that you build into each and every one of us a steady foundation of what is true. God, that when I get up tomorrow, you give me the passion and the desire to seek out your truth and to set aside those things that are not true. But God, it's going to take you because me and my own power, I'm going to default to those things that are easy. And, Father, I never again want to live something that is acceptable if it is not right in your eyes. So, Lord, we need you. God, we ask that you go with us from this place. We ask that you protect us, Father. Put a bubble around your people. As they stand up for what is true, God, may you and your angels protect us and guard us and guide us. It's in your holy and precious name we pray. Amen.